Hi, this is Pastor Karin Victor. I'm the pastor of Christ Embassy Cape Town, and this is our podcast. I pray this message blesses you and your family and encourages you in your journey with God. Enjoy it. I love you. I know that um, this may have been a challenging day for you. And today I want to speak to you about something very, very powerful. What do you do when you are facing failure straight in the face? What do you do? You know, yesterday we said joy, 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 joy. And yes, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And yes, I face the world with joy. But how do you deal with failure? What do you do if it looks like the failure of your business is imminent. The failure of your marriage is imminent. The failure of your dreams and visions are staring you straight in the face. What do you do? So that's what we're going to talk about briefly today in our 15 minutes together. And I'm sure that you're going to be so inspired that this word will really, really help you. So first of all, it's day 18 of Daily Church. Congratulations. I am sure that these 18 days have really been beautiful. Now, when it gets to failure, don't set your mind on failure. Say with me, I refuse to set my mind on failure. Glory to God. So you don't set your mind on failure and you don't set your mind on failing. Don't contemplate, don't think of failing. As a child of God, Failure is not part of your DNA. It's not built into you to fail. And, you know, some products have redundancy. They work for a period of time, then they start failing and you replace them. You don't have a built-in redundancy. You are born of God. There's no failure built into you. The only time you can fail is when you decide to give up. That's the truth. If you decide to give up, that's when failure comes to you. Otherwise, it's impossible for you to fail. Say it with me, it's impossible for me to fail because I don't give up. I don't give in. I am born of God and whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Hallelujah. So let's get into the details. Don't set your mind on bad news. Don't fill your mind with negative information. Don't set your mind on those who don't like you. Don't set your mind on those trying to make trouble for you. Do not focus on the negative things other people say to you. Let them deal with their issues. They are not your problem. Don't consider everyone's negative input about our country, our future, our nation, your city, your suburb, your business, the virus. Don't. Don't set your mind on the bad news. Set your mind on Jesus. Don't set your mind on negative or hateful information or communication. Set your mind on Jesus. You're born of God. You have his nature. You've been created in his image. So think and act like God. You are a child of God. That means you have the capacity being born again in his image and in his likeness to think like him and act like him. You are a manifester of his righteousness. Not a manifesto of depression or anger or hatred or strife. You are a manifesto of his righteousness. Why? Look at what 2 Corinthians 5.21 says in the AMPC. 
For our sake he made Christ virtually to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in and through him we might become endued with, viewed as being in, and examples of the righteousness of God, what we ought to be, approved and acceptable and in right relationship with him by his goodness. So you are a manifesto of his righteousness. The righteous do what is right. They are not righteous because they have done right. Because you have a righteous nature, it is natural for you to do the right thing. Praise God. Is that okay? So first of all, you don't express anger or hatred or frustration at other people's stuff. That's their problem. People behave the way they are because of who they are, not because of you. They have their issues. Let them deal with their issues. It is you and God in this time. It's all about you and Jesus. You are a manifesto, number one, of his righteousness. Number two, you're a revealer of his light. Say with me, I'm a manifesto of his righteousness. I'm a revealer of his light. That makes you the light of the world. Now you may say to me, how is that possible? I'll tell you. Look at Matthew 5 verse 14, the AMPC. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. So this makes it easy because it's his light you are revealing. Amen? It's not your light you are shining. Jesus said he is the light of the world. Now he has said you are the light of the world because he is your light. So being the light of the world isn't a stressful job. It is his light you are revealing. It is his light you are manifesting like you manifest his righteousness. Now there's a longish scripture from verse 13 to verse 16 in Matthew 5 that I need to read to you just to give you a good understanding of what God means when he says you are the light of the world. We're going to look at it in the message version. Let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to bring light, to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. You are here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? That's God talking to you. He says your life will not be hidden because you're a light bearer. I'm putting you in a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Just say with me, I am shining. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives by opening up to others. You'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. You also in addition to being a manifesto of his righteousness, a dispenser of a manifesto of his light, you are also a dispenser of his goodness. Did you know that? The goodness of God is in you and you are handing out the goodness of God wherever you go. Look at Galatians quickly, chapter 6, verse 9 to 10 in the NIV. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. 
Galatians 6, verse 9 to 10 in the Message Bible says, so let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. At the right time, we will harvest a crop of if we don't give up or quit. Right now, a good crop if you don't give up or quit. Right now, therefore, every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. So don't give vent to anything negative. Don't express anything negative. Don't let Satan's emotions, Satan's anger and frustration be expressed through you. Don't let his character be expressed through you. No, you are the righteousness of God. God's character is expressed in you as you do right. You know, someone may have upset you so much that you said, I'll never talk to them again. Do you know you're the one suffering because of that? Before they ask for forgiveness, put that thing behind you. Don't refuse to talk to them. Look at what the Bible says. Romans 5 verse 8 in the Message Bible. But, but God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death while we were of no use whatever to him. God gave Jesus when we didn't have any beneficial use to him. We didn't mean God loved us, but we didn't have any value to him beyond the fact that he loved us. We couldn't do things for him in our fallen state. Yet he saved us. He paid the price for us. Look at the Passion Translation. But Christ proved God's passionate love for us by dying in our place while we were still lost and ungodly. Wow. So be Christ-like in your attitude. Don't wait for someone to apologize before you forgive them. Act God-like instead. He extends his love to sinners before they say a thing, before they apologize, before they say, I'm sorry. Extend your love, extend your attention, extend your care to those around you, even if they despise you, even if they disrespect you. Respond spiritually and not emotionally to every situation. That's how you deal with it. When you respond from your emotions, huh, all you do is go in deeper. Everything just flares up and it doesn't solve the problem. When you respond from your spirit, a soft word calms the storm. You know, always the question is, what is the end outcome I want? What is the end game here? Do I want to go and sleep tonight and my husband sleeps in another room? Do I want... The kids never to talk to me until three days from now because I screamed at them, because I was upset at what they were doing. No. What is the end game? I want peace in my house. I want joy in my house. I want a happy family eating dinner tonight. I want to pray together with my family tonight. How can I do that? By choosing my response based on the outcome I want, not reacting. So I don't respond emotionally. I respond from the spirit based on the outcome I want, which is peace, joy, laughter, singing, fellowship and love. That's the ideal. So learn to respond from your spirit, even when the people around you respond negatively. God wants his word in your spirit and he wants his word to control your mind as well. That's why the Bible says in Ephesians that we be renewed in the spirit or the character of our mind. And remember, we looked at Romans as well. Romans 12 verse 2, just that said, be renewed. Do not be conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove the good and acceptable will of God, the perfect will of God. So what do you do? Change your thinking. Don't dwell on failure. 
Don't dwell on failing. Don't contemplate the end. Don't say, I'm going to commit suicide. It's all over. No, it's not all over. There's a beautiful life for you. There's a beautiful future for you. Failure is impossible unless you give in, unless you give up. And we don't give up. We don't give in. Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Before I pray for you tonight, um, those of you who would like the opportunity to give your offerings, they'll put the details on the screen right now. You can also give your tithe or contribute to our worldwide evangelism activities. Our global activities are happening. Lives are being changed. The gospel is being preached. And you can be a part of it because this world needs Jesus. Thank you so much for being here tonight with me, for sharing the word with me. And let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every person within the sound of my voice. Father, I bless them today. I bless them with your spirit. I bless them with your love. I bless them with your word. I bless them, Lord, and I thank you. They are going from glory to glory, from grace to grace, from victory to victory, from strength to strength, in the mighty name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father, you've made their lives beautiful and they will see the beauty of God in their lives. Father, they will respond from the spirit. Anger, frustration will not flare up and come out of them. No. What is in them is the goodness of God, the, the righteousness of God. And that is what they manifest. They manifest light. They manifest righteousness. They manifest goodness. All the days of their life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Good night. God bless you. I love you. Thank you for joining us. And a special thank you to those that have been partnering with us in the work that we do. If you'd like to give now, please go to cect.co.za forward slash give. If you enjoyed this message, subscribe and share it with someone else. I'll see you next time. I love you. God bless you.